Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. And today I have a very special guest for you. Uh, this is Kirsty Raper. She was a woman who came through our program a year ago, started the program with us a year ago, and her life has transformed quite dramatically in the last year. So I'm so, so glad you're here. Welcome, Kirsty. Thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us. Uh, we're so excited to talk to you. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, it's my complete pleasure. I was just thinking it's a year, nearly a year that I joined Tech Pixies. What a transformation. It's been amazing. So it's been well, that's what I want to talk about today is your transformation. So let's get some background. Tell us your story and tell us how you found yourself exploring the idea of joining Tech Pixies. Yes, yeah, so um, my background was in PR. I worked in the city for 10 years doing financial PR, helping clients. And then I had children and um, uh, went sort of part-time with them. And, and then I, my husband was killed when, I, when my daughter was 18 months old. And uh, it made me look again at, um, at, you know, what I was doing with my life. And uh, I kind of wanted to change direction. So I, in fact, then went and worked for two different charities and did corporate fundraising for them. One was called the Teenage Cancer Trust, which was amazing, and one was uh, the Great Ormond Street Hospital. Um, but it was really full on and my kids were really busy. So in fact, I stopped for about nine to 10 years just to bring up the children. But about 18 months ago was literally like, my brain is leaking out of my ears. I love my children, but I really want to go back to work. And um, I had done two big property renovations in the interim and uh, had, instead of looking at magazines, I was finding that all I was using was social media, right, to get my inspiration. And I thought, wow, this is, this is so much more influential than a newspaper or a magazine. I was getting influenced left, right and centre by all these people. And so I thought, well, uh, Instagram, I could do that. I'm sure I could do that. So I looked around for some training and came across Tech Pixies and signed up with you guys and oh my god it's a complete revelation you know i very quickly realized that social media isn't easy to start with you know you really have to learn and train and understand all the different platforms um but i kind of worked out that that's what i wanted to do and um yeah everything's unfolded since then and i don't want to go too deep on on the loss of your husband but with an 18 month old, that must have been a real shock. Yeah, it was really difficult at the time. And uh, it made me, with hindsight, I can look back and see that the silver lining is that it's made me who I am today. Because at eight, you know, she was 18 months old, I, my, my whole life I had planned, you know, changed in a second. And, um, you know, it's made me much stronger, much more independent. I am uh, a certain, kind of way of looking at life which is that you just got to go for it because life is too short right and I think before I was probably a bit more cautious um, and now I think you've just got to go for every opportunity that comes your way and um, we're quite a good team now so my daughter is now 17 and uh, she is uh, completely brilliant and we're very close and when I did Tech Pixies, she was along the road for the whole thing. And uh, I can remember going to my first client meeting, which was actually during, I went to pitch my first client during the Tech Pixies training. Oh my God, I was so nervous. And you did some brilliant, I remember I had a one-to-one -one session with you, John. You were like, you can do this. I was like, oh God, can I? 
and she took a photograph of me putting on a suit for the first time for 10 years as I went out. I was like, God, can I do this? Can I do this? And she said, yes, you can. And she came, I came back. I feel a bit emotional talking about it because she just said, I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. So yeah, it's, you know, it's who I am. I don't know anything else now. So, um, but yes, it's definitely made me think you've got to grab everything while you can. So, well, it's very interesting because I think when people have a traumatic event happen to them or they lose someone that they love, they can make that choice of you know, I'm gonna this, I'm gonna build on this or I'm gonna I'm gonna actually be destroyed by this. And I think uh, you know, I look at uh, you look at a lot of people who are successful and they are not adverse to overcoming. Uh, you know, really tough things in their life. And I think it's, um, I think it's something that people, you know, obviously when you're going through something really hard, you think, you don't think that way. <laughs> you got to, you got to survive the hard thing first, but it's the, it's the way that it changes you. And I love what you just said about how your daughter supported you through Tech Pixies and for that first job. Yeah. And I remember, I remember that conversation with you because uh, you wanted me to look at your proposal, which your proposal was unbelievably beautiful. And it was like, this woman is going to be so successful. I just knew from looking at the proposal that you you were going to be fine. Um, let's, let's talk about two things there. One is when you decided after 10 years that it was time that you needed to go and work, um, you went and met with a financial planner and they explained to you kind of what you needed to make in order to move yourself forward. So, yeah. so talk, talk to me about that conversation. And, and then also about the courage that you had to have to then go out and, and hit the targets, hit the goals and get what you needed to get to for your, for yourself and your family. Okay, so yes, we, I had a really good conversation and I think you really need to be sit, sit down with somebody that you really trust and talk about money. So lots of us don't like talking about money, but we, I had the conversation, I worked out, we worked out what kind of annual income I needed to survive and we looked at, I looked at full-term employment, going in-house, freelancing, all the various options and because, you know, I've got a 10-year-old and a 17-year-old, I still, you know, juggling that day where you work from you know nine till three and then you're running around being a mom and also the holidays so to me freelancing really was the way forward but um i didn't know if i could make enough money doing it so this first year was a real experiment for me to work out how to do that so when i started tech pixies i knew that i and very quickly was like instagram is my thing i love instagram and so i worked out that i needed to niche quite quite quickly and that is one of my top tips for anybody that's thinking about going into social media management is to work out what your which your platform is um, and for me it's Instagram and I niched even more I was like I'm kind of going deep <laughs> I really want interiors property gardens that was my thing um, and the set they work brilliantly for Instagram that's their, their most normal platform so so then the process was like, well, okay, how do I do this? Do it? How do I get clients? How do I stop actually making money? And um, during the training, an opportunity popped up with someone that I'd worked with before who was a property building contractor. And their Instagram was really bad. And I remember just sort of out of nowhere going, shall I do an order of your Instagram for you? And I was literally like, who said that? <laughs> what am I doing? And then they said, yeah, great, do an audit for us. And then I remember ringing you in a complete panic, going, Joy, what am I gonna do? Oh my God, I've gotta do this, I've gotta do this now. And you were so brilliant, we had a one-to-one -one hour, and I mean, we were sitting at the other end of this sitting room, 
And if I look back to me now, I mean, I just didn't know what I was doing at all. And you said, just go for it. And one of the best things I think was I thought that they know less than me. So I know more than them. So that's a good first starting point. And I said to them, I'd do an audit of their account and work with them and uh, said to them, look, I'm in training. I was really open about it. I said, look, I've got 10 years PR experience, but I'm training in social media management. Will you give me a go? And they went, yeah, great. So, and I knew that that would be at a slightly discounted rate because I was learning, but it's the best, best, best way. So if anybody gets a chance, my best thing I ever did was just go for it. So if you know somebody or have worked you know in the field or anybody that you could offer to do an audit for it's a really good first step to it's really interesting though because i think even you even though you did it at a reduced rate i had to talk you up from the reduced rate you yeah if i remember correctly i yes, think you right. had a lower offer and i said no you don't go below a certain amount you know when you're first Totally. And what you were really good at, I think in the Tech Pixie stuff, there's some things about when you work out your pro rata rate, right? If you're charging whatever it is per month, pro rata that up to a year. So you work out what your annual salary is. And I think one of the things that's really hard with social media management is that it does take a lot of time and hours. And if you don't set the rate right, you're working every hour that God sends and you're not getting enough money in. So it's really, really, really important. So they, I did a discounted rate with them for about four months and then they went, we're so happy, we want to put the fee up. So uh, so that happened really quickly. You know, well, so Let me just ask you a quick question about that. When you did agree that, you know, you agreed to come up from the rate you wanted to do and then you kind of came to, okay, I feel comfortable with this. Did you tell them that, you, you, did you say to them, this is a reduced rate for a short period of time? Did they yes. know that? Yeah, yes. that's important, I think. It's really important. And they knew that I was training and it gave me a little bit, I, you know, because I think I was, I, you know, we all have imposter syndrome, right? We're training, we're learning this stuff and we're, you know, is to be really, really open with people about it, you know, that you're learning as you go and, and they're really relaxed about it. You know, I was really lucky I had a great client and they got quite good results quite quickly. So, um, yes, yeah, so then we revised a fee upwards and the most important thing for me was to have that first client was well two things firstly to learn what i was doing because i was actually managing a client i was learning how to you know share content how to create content how to get engagement um all of that kind of stuff and then they were out telling everybody how brilliant i was so you know within you know, three or four months, they were just kept going, Kirstie, oh, everyone keeps telling us how brilliant our Instagram is, you know, they want to know who's doing it. So that for me was a really, really, really important, terrifying first step to get that first client. Here's what I love about that. You didn't try and spread yourself too thin and do like six different accounts. What was important is you knew what you wanted to work in. You knew what industry, and this is a mistake I see a lot of people make when they get into social media management. They'll take whatever social media account is out there and you know they'll they'll go super low on their price just to get that first client and i think it's so important to do that to step back and do the work and say what do i love you know what industry do i love what what industry do i have knowledge in where can i bring value and you know like you said as well you went deep on one network you didn't go on you know you learned all of them and you decided okay this is the one that fits the best with the niche that i want to work in and then you went all in on one account and did such a brilliant job on that, that then that led to more opportunities because they loved you so much. Yes. I think 
there's a huge lesson in that, especially for people who are aspiring to become social media managers or to work in social media. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I think uh, the the hard thing is as you become more successful is there's a lot of business coming in. So that's what I found is that now once you get a reputation is word of mouth is so powerful, especially in, you know, interiors and property it's, and gardens, it's quite a small space and everybody sort of knows each other. So the big challenge for me has been working out now, how many clients can I manage um, and what kind of clients do I want to work with? So that- But you also have the luxury of being able to raise your prices yes. because you're becoming more wanted and you have less time. And that's yeah. another step that a lot of women don't make. You know, then they just take on more and more and more and more. And then yeah. the work actually starts to decrease because they're not saying no and they're not increasing their prices. Exactly. Totally. And the other thing, Joy, that I did was, um, so, well, there's a couple of different things. So while I was um, starting to work for this first client, I then started to build my platform. So my Instagram account. So my Instagram account, um, I didn't really know what I was doing at the beginning, even though I was thought I was I knew what I was doing. And so I was posting a whole lot of pictures of nice interiors and and gradually, I sort of, I remember I had to sit down and talk to myself and say, hang on, you know, treat myself, my own account, like a client. And I was like, what are you doing? Interiors people don't want to see pictures of interiors. They want tips on how to do Instagram better. So I literally gave myself a big talking to and changed my whole approach on my Instagram account overnight and started sharing educational content. So like tips of if you're going to uh, do talking stories or if you want to do a carousel how to do it but here's what I love about what you did because one of my favorite things is when you do your favorite reels in the interior space yeah so you also started highlighting people who were doing it well in that space and actually that's I mean that's huge because that's networking it's also um, it's also you're learning because you're going and finding the people that are doing it really well and then yeah. you're not just like giving tips to everybody and anybody who wants them you do have kind of a focus on what you're t giving people tips about. Massively. So it's homes and gardens accounts. And then uh, for me, a lot of it's about pushing yourself a bit out of your comfort zone. So doing things that we find quite scary. And, you know, I've now I started going live um, before Christmas and it was such a big, had such a big impact on my account. Um, and also I jumped on Reels, which launched in August last year and um, got my head around them as fast as I could. And now I do a roundup every week. And exactly becoming because mm -hmm. I watch a lot of Reels, I sort of know what works and doesn't. And becoming a bit of an expert in a particular area is really, really helpful because people go, oh, you must go and talk to Kirsty about Reels. So I'm like, great. OK. So I think um, building my platform, so now I don't do any marketing anywhere apart from my Instagram profile. In fact, the only time I've done some actual selling where I kind of did some stories about what I do, um, that I've done that once in, in nine months um, and all my business comes through Instagram. And then I, for me, I think part of this process when we all start, right, is figuring out our business models. How are we gonna work? Um, so for me, I now have three retained clients that I look after. So they pay me a monthly retained fee, which is a really nice, solid, reliable income that I know that's coming in every month. And then on top of that, I do project work, which is doing training with people. So that, to me, that model works really well. And I think it's something that, um, well, I think it's it gives me the bit of the best of both worlds because I really like the retained income, but I also love training people and 
financially that's quite lucrative so and also you can dial it up and down so like in the holidays I don't do any training and I just have my retained clients so it's a bit of trial and error and I'm still figuring out you know you know and we're only eight nine months in where what the exact perfect model is but that's to me is is what's working what works really well for me well, I love that. And also, you know, this is this is part of that discovery, part of that journey. You know, what do I want to do? How do I want to expand? Do I want to expand? Do I want to bring people on to work for me? Do I not want to bring people on to work for me? Yeah. No. And it's it's there's so there's so many things to think about. But, you know, I think one of the most important lessons here is that you just put yourself out there. You just did it. You know, when you, when you, you know, doing a live on Instagram for the first time, very, very scary. Yeah. Uh, even if you've done it in the private Facebook group for tech pixies, going out into the real world and doing a live can be very scary, but you just do it and not knowing how to do a reel and just figuring it out and then just doing it. I, I think one of the things we, we really, well, I really pride myself on if, I, if I'm going to go that braggadocious, but is just that I've always said tech pixies is about the foundations. So if if we give people the foundations and we they know how they know how to fundamentally do the important things that they need to do on a baseline level, you know, how to edit a edit a bio, how to do a post and click by click, step by step, right? You know, yeah. just removing any of that anxiety around doing something for the first time. Once people have got that base level knowledge and they've tried things out, that's when the magic happens because yeah. It's that first hurdle that I find people struggle to get over is that that first hurdle of actually how do I do it? And it was really funny because um, I have yet and and I really shouldn't admit this out loud as I own the company, but I have yet to do my, a reel myself. Like, you know, we, we have, I have social media managers, who, you know, well, Emma, who's amazing. She does. Our, she does our reels and she does a brilliant job with them. Um, and it was so funny because she was messaging me going, it's like, hey, Joy, can you just put together this quick reel? And I was like, Emma, you do realize like I have to go into the curriculum and find the video on how to do a reel in order to actually do that. Like that's, you know, that's not my superpower. Neuro coaching is my superpower. And, you know, social media is how I got there. But it's really funny. Um, it's really funny to be in that kind of a situation yeah. and realize. I now have to go learn from our coaches how to do things because I don't, you know. Um, I'll come and do a real session with you. It's, um, it, you know, I, all of these things, I think when you're, when you start out, you think, oh my God, everyone's an expert. Everyone knows how to do everything. But like Reels launched last August and nobody knew how to do it or what to do. And I kind of think, just take the first step. The first step is so important. And um, when I first went live, uh, I went live with a really brilliant, if anybody is on Instagram and wants to see a brilliant account using Instagram really well, there's a lovely lady called Andy who runs an account called Dahlia Beach, who has done a massive pivot in uh, lockdown. She ran a wedding video business that went pear-shaped, obviously, and she has relaunched as a Dahlia farmer and uh, she's absolutely brilliant. Anyway. She said to me, can you, uh, can you just come live with me tomorrow? And I went, oh God. And uh, she didn't give me any notice. She didn't tell me what it was gonna be about or anything. And I literally, I think for 24 hours felt sick. And um, the minute I started, it was absolutely fine. And you, know, I, and you know, I loved it now. And I've, and doing lives on Instagram has been a huge, huge bonus for my, for my account to help me grow, get more presence. 
Um, but I think that when you haven't done that stuff, you're like, it's really scary. I can't do it. Everybody knows what they're doing and none of us do. We're just going for it. So um, yeah, I think go for it. And um, I did a challenge last week. I don't know if you saw it, but it was a Oh, yes, I've loved watching it. A bunch of tech taxis got involved in it. It's been great. Yeah, they were brilliant. So if anybody didn't see it, it was a challenge to get people to talk on their stories because I think lots of people use stories, but sometimes are scared to kind of do the chatting because it feels weird. So I did a prompt for five days and I honestly, Joy, at the beginning, I thought maybe like five or 10 people would do it. I was like, oh, let's do a talking story challenge. And then, I mean, I practically burst into tears the next day because over a hundred women just, and two men, just started, they were tagging me on their stories and it was all these people and the same words kept cropping up, which were, I'm so scared, I was really embarrassed, uh, I was really worried, I didn't think I could do this, oh God, I find this really, I'm out of my comfort zone. And by the Friday, these incredible women had huge results on their Instagram, they were getting engagement, new followers, and they were just like, oh my God, this is so brilliant, I'm really glad I did it. And um, that's the bit I love about all of this is, is people, particularly women I think, get we get to a stage where we just, not sure we can do new stuff and it's really invigorating to do it. Well, here's what I hear when you say that. Empowered women empower women. Yeah. You know, I think what is so beautiful about our community and what I'm starting to see happen is that when women's lives transform through our 90 day transformational program, which they do transform, they then take what that transformation and because they've now got visibility and they've now got a voice and they don't have fear, they then project that out. And yeah. we are seeing these pockets of people who are following them. really transforming, you know, their mindset as well. So, you know, to me, it's really special to see the, you know, I mean, someone once said like, how did you come up with the name tech pixies? And I don't really have a great story. Well, it was Theresa May who asked me that question, actually. That's the best part of the story. <laughs> it was the prime minister asked me how I came up with the name. And I and I looked at her and I kind of said, well, I don't, I don't, uh, all I can tell you is I locked myself in the box room, which is now a bathroom in our house. But I locked myself in the box room and I said, and we don't have box rooms in America. So if anyone's listening, my mom listens in America. So just a box room is like a storage room. So I was in, so I locked myself in the box room and I took up a, a, a piece of paper and, and I just remember like writing all sorts of different names. And, you know, I didn't want it to be just for moms. I wanted it to be for women. Yeah. Um, and I was, uh, and then I, you know, and so I got, and then I didn't want it to be about marketing because that wasn't for me, that wasn't the, that wasn't the issue. It wasn't marketing. Yeah. And that's where I thought, well, what's the big problem here? And it's tech, you know, women are behind in tech. And so I looked at other, there were a lot of like tech moms already existed. And of course, then I didn't want moms and then I didn't want tech women. And yeah. there's just, there was so much. And also I didn't want to cut off the possibility of working with men by having the word women in there. We just focus on women. Anyway, long story short, the thing that came back to me was um, pixie dust, you know, pixie dust, this, I, this concept of, you know, like um, Tinkerbell <laughs> and you know how she just kind of, she just, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, she was a little bit ornery pink Tinkerbell, but I think, you know, you just think about that. It's like giving someone wings and getting them, you know, getting them to fly. That's the way I kind of looked at it. Yeah. And yeah, that's where the yeah. two kind of came together. 
I totally agree. I mean, I, it's really it's really nice to do this actually because in some ways you have to stop and look up and realize how far you've come. Um, and sitting and talking to you makes me remember the person I was back in April, sitting in that other end of the sitting room going, Joy, I don't think I can do this. I don't know how to do it. And I remember we even talked about Facebook ads. Do you remember? And you were like, oh, you need to get me to do Facebook ads. And I literally was like, what's this witchcraft? I don't know what Facebook ads. I was like, I'll never know this. And now I'm like, okay, Facebook ads. Yeah, no problem. You know, and I, you know, I know a brilliant person that does that. And, you know, so I think that kind of transformation you know, it, it, these words get bandied around a lot, but it really was a transformation for me. If I looked to where I was a year ago, it's a completely different place. You know, I've now, you know, five days a week, I'm running around going to client meetings. Yesterday, I spent doing photo shoots, meeting with clients, networking. And after this, I'm going to meet two brilliant women who are starting a brand new fashion business on Instagram. I'm going to talk to them. It's just my life has completely changed. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't say this lightly, Tech Pixies did it. So um, it's been amazing. Well, I always say you did the work because not everyone does the work. Although it is interesting. We have, we've just been looking into the data and digging the data. And um, for example, with our, with our boot camp that we just launched, the so Social Media Superhero Boot Camp, yeah. there was a certain number of women who started the program. And it's like a 96% completion rate, right? Wow. And, you know, in online courses to have that kind of a completion rate is huge. And we um, we also in our in our program, we we make sure, you know, we have incentives for people to complete. You know, so at the moment, one of the incentives is these beautiful mugs uh, from Just Gift Me, your cup of courage. And so what we've been saying to people is, you know, get your get your CPD finished, get get to the end and, and fill out the survey. And once you've done that, you qualify for your mug. And that's yeah. been huge for getting people across the finish line. And it's so funny because it's it's a simple mug, but it's yeah. it's something special and it's something that's unique and it's something that's personalized. And, you know, I think what I've, what I've learned and you want to get someone started, but you also want to get someone to the finish line. You want to have them have the full experience and the full transformation and we used to say week six it was magic week six and which i still think it is i think if someone gets to six weeks they will feel that magic so i just i'm it's so much fun to have you here it's wonderful to get to interview you um i would uh i guess what i would say or what i would like to ask you is you know we this is going into our clarity series we're doing a series on clarity and then we're doing a series on financial independence afterwards so this is actually quite a good one because it kind of bridges both of those gaps because you are now financially independent yep which is a big deal really yeah yeah i don't think people realize what an what a big deal being financially independent is it's massive it's massive i have a separate bank account mm -hmm. now that's just work money and I, it's really exciting. It's really exciting. It's really, and I think one of the things that I've learned is to try and reward yourself a bit as you go along. Cause I think if you just keep working, 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 working and don't look up, you know, you have to just give yourself a few little rewards along the way just to keep you going. Cause that's good. So tell us a few of the rewards that you've given yourself. Ooh, look, this is a new one. So look, I just got this 25 pounds from eBay. This is my reward for, I kind of really pushed hard at the beginning of this year and did so much training and it was, it was, it's quite relentless. So yes, a coat. I like clothes. <laughs> so you set a goal for the yes. year yes. and for your financial goal and you yes. achieved it in how many months? 
seven months. So, uh, yeah. Seven months. In. So you set a 12 month goal. Yeah. You set a 12 month and goal, I, but you achieved it in seven. 12 months and I did it in seven and I didn't expect it. When I, the the finance guy that I sat down with beforehand, he said to me at about six months, he said, Kirsty, how's it going? I was like, yeah, it's great. It's great, great. And you know what? It was really good because he said, send me your spreadsheets. And I was like, okay, yeah, my spreadsheets. Okay. <laughs> so I quickly put my spreadsheet together of my income and expenses. And I was like, holy moly, look what this is. You know, my run rate now per month is where I wanted to be at 12 months and I'm here. So um, it's, that's a massive reward because the first year is relentless. You know, I'd say to people, it is, you know, it's head down and you've got to, you, you push, right? Because every opportunity that comes your way, you grab it. So now for me is, is figuring out, okay, what, what's my best way of, for my time? Because I still want to spend time with my children and on the holidays. How do I do that? What's the fine tuning? And I knew the first 12 months would be pretty brutal because, you know, I think anybody starting a business, you want, you want to go for it. But now I've got, you know, collaborating has been one of my best things. I found there were three particular tech pixies who are my life, who we have a WhatsApp and we speak every day and have done through the course and afterwards and they're such a brilliant you know it's like oh god this client wants me to do this what do you think you know every day we're speaking to each other so that has been amazing but also i've met lots of other people who do what i do who are so generous in what they do and um you know if a client comes in and it doesn't work for me then i'll pass it over to them and they've been some people quite big accounts have really really bigged me up and supported me and have gone out and said to people, you know, I get people all the time going, oh, hi, so-and-so sent me because they said you're really good on reels. Or so-and-so sent me because you're really good in, in homes and gardens. And that's just the nicest feeling because, you know, you, you're getting supported by other people. So yeah, that's, to me, the, the kind of collaboration, I think um, people think sometimes we're all in competition with each other, we're not. It's when you support each other, it's amazing. That's, that's been one of my best bits, yeah. I love that. And when it comes to clarity, what advice can you give people in terms of niching down and also deciding which networks to specialize in and focus on? Okay, yeah, I, I don't think you can ever niche too much. That would be, my, that's what I've learned is that I think people are like, oh God, I can't niche just into Instagram because what if somebody comes to me and wants Facebook and Pinterest? You know, you don't, if you, if for example, you um, broke your leg, right or you wouldn't go to a general gp and say can you fix me you would go to a man that looks after broken legs right so you you go to an expert because you feel trusted in the hands of somebody who knows exactly what they're doing so i think number one just niche away as much as you can because it means in the course of all my what i'm doing for my clients i'm learning every day i'm learning about the influencers i'm learning about what the trends in the sector are so that i'm in a position to give more knowledge so Number one, niche, niche, niche. Um, number two, build your profile, I think. Um, you know, my Instagram account is all my marketing and everything, so. But it's interesting too on this, you were saying earlier, and I, so I don't mean to cut you off, but I think this is important on the clarity side. You got clear on what you wanted to use your Instagram account for and, and who you were speaking to. That's that, yeah. that, that was a big piece of your clarity. You know, Joy, that was so important and I, it very quickly, 
I started getting messages going, oh my God, this is exactly what's going on in my head right now. Or, you know, I do a post about being feeling overwhelmed. People, I just literally, my DMs would go berserk with people going, oh my God, you know, how do you know what's going on in my head? And that's when I knew that I had kind of got an understanding of what um, my potential clients were feeling. And I did a reel, there's one, I can't if you've seen it, where I sort of point at lots of different, there's lots of pointing reels, but this one was like, the million different tips you get for how to succeed on Instagram and it was like oh are you feeling overwhelmed by Instagram come and follow for you know advice that works and that had 55,000 views 58,000 views in about two weeks and I put on a thousand followers um, and all the messages were like oh my god Kirsty you know I just saw this on the explore page on Instagram and it was like that's me so so yeah, if you really, really, really spend time thinking about what your clients, what their pain points are, that's the, my, you know, that's once, and you know when you've got it right, because that, those are the kind of messages you can't start seeing. Yeah, I think that message where people go, you know, you're in my head, or that's exactly what I was thinking. It's it's so, you know, because we, and it's interesting, because we, we started um, kind of focusing on, we in our messaging, we changed our messaging to be less about returning to work change, you know, leveraging social media to return to work, change careers and start a business. And we started really leaning in in the last couple months on this message of go, you know, the transformation from a tech dinosaur to a social media superhero. And it's really interesting because we also use social media imposter for a while, but the, the, the one that resonated the most with people coming into our program was tech dinosaur. And it's that idea that, you know, tech has passed you by. And to me, what I find really interesting is social media is a perfect entry point to all the other pieces of technology. And if you're confident with social media and you're confident in your skin and you're confident being visible and you're confident, you know, like you said, connecting and going live and everything else falls into place after that. And, you know, if you're scared to do the, those things, then you're going to hold your back, yourself back for as long as you are unwilling to, you know, get out of your comfort zone and learn something new. I totally agree to it because unless you feel confident in like pressing the buttons and what to press and how to do it, right? You can't do the next step, which is coming on here and going, hi, I'm here, I wanna help. You know, you, if you've got that basic tech knowledge behind you, you know, that's the sort of, once you've got that, it's like learning to drive a bit, isn't it? Once you've got that, you don't have to think about it too much because you're just doing what you're doing in your job, whatever it is. But it, until, you know, when you first step in a car to learn to drive, it's really scary. And you're like, I don't have a clue how to do this. And then it becomes second nature. And that's, I think, the journey that you go on. So we're just all dream driving around in our Ferraris now. So tell me, tell me what, what, what it looks like. What's Kirsty's life look like in 10 years? Oh, oh, that's a good one. Uh, 10 years time. Well, I'm going to be 50 this Christmas. So uh, in 10 years time, I'll be 60. Ah! I hope I am still wearing leopard skin and uh, still, you know, warbling around on Instagram. I'd love to do this for the next 10 years. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, I would like probably... My, I would like to go more into strategy, so helping, uh, you know, rather than doing the daily, daily, uh, you know, posting for people and doing all that kind of silent management, I would like to get more into going in and working with clients on a strategy basis. That's where I can see that, that's where I'd like to go. Um, you know, financially, that would make 
the returns would be higher that way around. So yeah, that's where I'd like to be and uh, still making reels and still, yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's where I'd like to be. That's very exciting. And I love I loved to always ask that question because, um, you know, here's the other thing too. I think about, you know, you, you, you started this journey a year ago yes. and, and you know where you are now and you know where you want to be 10 years from now. What would it, what, what would be different if you had decided to wait a year and what if you were starting your journey now? I think, you know, there's never a good time to start, right? There's always a reason not to do it. Like last year we all started in lockdown and it was like, can I do this? I'm homeschooling. I've got two kids at home. I'm doing it on my own. You know, I, it was a, it was a real juggle. So I think, uh, never just go I'll just wait a bit just go go start now right and I'm so relieved if I hadn't started I think I would have had a I've had a thought about this a really different lockdown experience you know I would have been lovely I would have been with my kids but instead through lockdown has been a complete transformation for me I've you know got a thriving business um that I love and I'm really excited about so yeah I mean it's I don't know what I would be doing Oh, I love, but that's it's really interesting because you know I think for women who have children, lockdown was actually way harder in terms of you know I, a lot of people thought oh well I'll just go learn a new skill or all but actually if you if you had children at home that's what your focus was on and it became very difficult to do almost anything else because it was twenty four seven I I remember feeling like. It was going back to the baby days, you know, when you when they're literally on your hip at all times or in your arms at all times. Um, and I mean, I, I, I think, you know, for some women, um, it was uh, very difficult. And but I but what I find interesting is here you are a single mom. You still have a child at home, two children at home doing homeschooling. And you actually were able to take that scenario and still not only launch but build a successful business i mean i think that that it just goes to show that the same uh two people can have completely different viewpoints about how to tackle a scenario and um and i love that your mindset was i'm going to just go ahead and do this anyway and move yeah. forward on it and you know joe i think funny enough maybe lockdown made it a bit easier because um some of those fears which um you have which are a bit around what people are going to say and what your friends are going to say you know, which makes you feel a bit nervous about something. In lockdown, we were slightly in a bubble and isolated from it. You know, when I first saw people after about seven or eight months after we'd locked down, they're like, God, Kirsty, you've been busy. I was like, yeah. And I was a bit like, oh, have you seen what I'm doing? And they're like, yeah, it's amazing. So that's, you know, I think in some ways lockdown helped me. I just was like, I'm just going to do it, you know. But the juggle is, you know, I would say to anybody that's just starting, you know, the juggle is really real. You know, for me, it's it's a lot of, you know, finishing my work at sort of, you know, three or four o'clock when, when Rafi comes home. And then I start again at eight o'clock and work to midnight. So it's, you know, you find ways to work around it. But then, you know, for me, freelancing is a joy because in the morning I get to go and run or go for a bike ride with a dog. I get, you know, I, I choose to choose my hours that work for me. And I'm annoyingly super creative between about 10 and about two in the morning. Yeah. I know, I know, I know like, that. I know that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, I can take over the world in the next three hours. I'm literally, it just goes, Argh. 
And so um, actually my brother, he's a free, he's a freelance graphic designer. He said to me, Kirsty, just give yourself a break, right? If you're going to work those hours, say to yourself, okay, in the morning till 11 o'clock, that's your time. And go yeah. and do walk the dog and run and do that things. And don't beat yourself up for staying up. If that's when you work, work then and, and make it, you know. So. No, that's a really good point. And I think, uh, you know, there people do have rhythms that they do things in. Sometimes it's habit, sometimes it's rhythm. But it is interesting. And we, before we went live, I was talking to you about my hours and how I've changed my hours. Um, so, you know, for those of you who, who don't know some of the inside scoop on Tech Pixies, okay, I own it, but I also have a contract and I have like hours that I'm supposed to be doing. So uh, I'm contracted at Tech Pixies to do 175 hours a month. And uh, we have we've always tracked hours for everyone in the team, including myself. Um, and I was doing uh, way more than that. I was doing 274 or something like that. And basically what we worked out was that I was it was about a 75 hour week every week um, for months. I mean, this isn't like, you know, yeah. just, OK, let's do it for a busy period. It was like that for for a very long time. And. Uh, Carla and Pip both came on to the leadership team to really relieve me of a lot of the time that was I was doing stuff. And so I set this goal. OK, I want to do 255 hours. <laughs> like it felt like a lot to, ch to chuck 20 hours off my schedule. And uh, I successfully did that the last two months. And then I was saying to you, well, why didn't I make it, you know, 220 hours? And but, you know, I think I think it, it just goes to show that, you know, and I've got like a little um, I've got a little board to the side of my computer that has all these little sayings on it. Uh, and this one says, um, you know, you can't improve what you what you don't measure, you know. And so yeah. I think, you know, I think it is about finding the, the 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 rhythm that works for you, being aware of what's taking your time, you know. And I was able to get 20 hours a month back, which is five hours a week back. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm working to get even more back by bringing in the right people and by, you know, by cutting things out of my schedule, by saying no to things. And, yeah. um, you know, like I love Marie Forleo. She says, get on the no train. Do you know, and it's really scary, I think, when you start, particularly for me, when I started, you know, clients coming in, you know, I, when I said no to my first client, I was like, oh, God, what's going to happen now? They're all going to leave me. And, you know, but I knew I had a feeling it wasn't right. And we were talking before, weren't we, about, you know, my background was working in an agency where we had a roster of clients and they would pay us a fee and we had to keep timesheets to make sure that we weren't what we called over-servicing. So, you know, if we did... 400 hours on a particular client but they were only paying us a certain fee it became you know financially didn't make sense so I have that ringing in my ears now that um that you can spend hours on social media creating stuff for people and I'm getting better you get faster when you first when I first left Tech Pixies I was you know it would take me a long time to do stuff so you get quicker and quicker but I think a really good tip is just to say to people, you know, get, set yourself a deadline. You know, you guys are really good on that. I'm a sucker for a deadline. You know, uh, you know, I leave things until the last minute, but set yourself that deadline and don't, you know, your time is really, really your most precious thing in the world. So uh, use it really, really sensibly. Well, it's that concept that the the your work will expand to fill the time that you give it. Totally. And I had a coach. I was I was when I was writing Social Media Success, the second book. Um, so the first book I wrote, no one ever read, but it was called, um, the, the social entrepreneur's guide to the digital galaxy. And it yeah. was a book for social entrepreneurs about like how you get yourself up and running, you know, website, email marketing, social media, 
um, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and it took me 65 hours to write and we never got it to print. It just went on to these little um, sand disc, you know, the little, the little, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I think I finished it at like six o'clock in the morning. And then I had like a book launch event at nine o'clock in the morning. And I had, and I was back in the days when it was like me and one other person in the business. And I had to go over to the coffee shop because it was, you know, the local MP was coming to the book launch and it was social Saturday. And my kids had gone to Legoland with my husband. I didn't even get to go to Legoland because I was launching this book. And I go to this, um, I go to pick up the coffee and I'm walking into the, I'm literally, and I'm late now because I'm, you know, I'm frazzled and then the coffee people forgot they were supposed to prepare the coffee. So I, I'm walking into this thing. The MP's already there, you know, I'm like the person who wrote the book and here I am showing up with the croissants and the coffee and the, the, gl the glass falls and shatters everywhere oh where, you know, the, 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 gla the, the thing we're supposed to make the coffee in shatters everywhere as I'm walking in and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is like, so anyway, when we gave out, the, we had a hundred, a hundred books to give away with these little digital sticks and we did give them away. I'm sure no one read the book, oh. but it was, you know, a part of that is that process. So then when I wrote social media success, I was working with a, a time, well, she doesn't call herself a time management coach. I call her a time management coach. She calls herself a produ productivity coach. But uh, Neil Williams, who has a great podcast called the Unbusy Your Life podcast, which is absolutely brilliant for anyone who wants to get some control over their time management, like I did and do. Uh, and so anyway, she said to me, Joy, you just tell your brain how many hours you want to give it to write the book. And that's when you'll write the book. And I was like, you're kidding me. I was like, it took me 65 hours to write it last time. She's like, well, how long do you want to take it this time? And I said, I've only got about 22 hours. And she said, well, give yourself 22 hours. Cause I looked at my schedule. She's really good at like saying, okay, look at your schedule, plan everything in. So I said, I've only got 22 hours. And she said, right. Well, that's what, that's how much time you've got. So you have to write this book in 22 hours. What's the name, Joy? What was the name? I'm going to write it down. Neil Williams, N-E-I-L-L yeah. Williams. And then she, she's, and I worked with her one-on-one -on -one for three months because it was just un, unwieldy, my schedule. And she was great. She learned, she taught me how to batch my days. So yeah. I have, I have days where I do meetings all day. And then I have days where I do no meetings whatsoever. And I just have deep work time and undisturbed time to do the stuff that I need to do for the business and for my brain and all that other stuff. But anyway, so I did, I wrote social media success in 21 hours. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> You were allowed to sleep in the middle of it or not? Yeah, no, I, I did. It was, it was, <laughs> I know, but it was like, I think I did something like seven, three hour chunks and just got it done. Right. And yeah. agree. a deadline, a deadline, deadline, deadline. And, you know, if you're a person that works for deadline, you know, some people aren't, some people are really good planners, aren't they? They can get everything done way in advance. I'm not, I know that. So I have to set myself these artificial deadlines together. I think as mums, you know, that is, we just don't realize how valuable our time is, you know, and how precious it is. And that's the bit, that's our whole resource, you know, and, you know, you go, okay, well, I'm going to be a social media manager because I don't have any overheads. I work from home. I've just got a phone. That's it. But your cost is you, your time, your time away from your children, your time, you know, not doing things that, you know, you want to do. So value it. I think that's the most, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things she says, you know, she says that if you're breaking promises to yourself all the time, yeah, exactly. what is, what is that doing for you? How is that serving you? Um, one thing that you mentioned, which was great 
was you said, when I first started out, things took me a long time and now they take me less time. Now here's the thing that I want people to hear. And you figured this out, but I want to make sure people who are listening to this, who are thinking, I want to go into social media management. If something took you five hours to do when you first started out and now you can do it in one hour, guess yeah. what folks, you do not charge one hour's time for what took you five hours. Okay. This is yeah. so, so important because I, I remember when I was in the, uh, well, I was in the website development space and, you know, once we refined our systems, we could build a website in way fewer hours than we initially could. But actually, we kept the prices at the same. Uh, well, we kept, you know, just because we could build a website in 50% of the time it took us initially meant that we had better systems and we could charge more even for the yes. better system. There's a there's a great meme that we've seen and it just dropped into the Facebook group, which is about this this um, patio and I don't, you know, that's or a veranda that someone wants to have built at their house and they don't want to spend the money to actually do it. And the carpenter says, Okay, well, no problem. I'll teach you how to do it and you can just pay me and it'll be half the rate. And, he, and then he starts talking about, well, I'll be here at 6 a.m. And he goes, well, I don't start work till 8 a.m. And he says, well, I start at six because I've got to go to the, you know, to get the materials. And then he said, yeah, and then he said, um, he said, uh, and okay, you're going to need a saw and you're going to need a hammer and you're going to need and all the specialized equipment. And he said, well, I don't have that. And he said, okay, well, I'll rent it to you so you don't have to buy it. <laughs> and at the end of the day, the guy was like, no, actually, I just want you to build it. But I think people don't people don't really understand that what you're doing is you're not you're not doing social media for them. You're solving a time problem yeah. for them. Right. Yeah. You're solving a creativity problem for them. Yeah. You know, the wonderful, wonderful social media managers at TechPixies, Emily Tham and Angie Hiscott, uh, you know, and Pip Isles. And I know she's got some volunteers working with her as well. But the the team of people that run our social media what they're giving me is time. I, I don't have to stay up till two in the morning anymore doing that stuff because yeah. I can go to bed and, and that's where, and that's the gift they're giving me and they're doing a brilliant job and they're doing a better job than I would ever do now. I mean, I would be a you know terrible social media manager now, but it's wonderful to have people who've got your back and who, who give you time back. And that's what people have to remember when they're working with someone what are they really giving that person? What, what's the gift that they're giving them? Yes, and I think that quite often we, as you get quicker and stuff, you're right, you kind of go, okay, I can do that. Now I can do that, I can do that. But if I think about what I do for my clients, so I'm uh, I'm going out taking photographs, I'm acting as a photographer, I'm styling shoots, you know, if we've got some property people, then I'm setting up the styling. Then I'm creating the content on Canva or whatever apps I'm using, so I'm doing an element of graphic design. And then the, the strategy, so coming up with a content strategy for them. So that's thinking about what their sales targets are and who their audience are. So there's a whole load of marketing in there. So you're, you know, and that's just just to start off with. So you're doing all these as a social media manager. I think you you have like 10 different hats that you wear. And, um, you know, I think when you first start with clients, they're like, oh, you're just going to post some pictures for me, you know. And I think a lot of it is about, with my clients has been educating they're like god i didn't realize you do this and you do this and you do this and remember that when you go to price your what you're going to be doing for people because there is nothing worse than underpricing and then getting really miserable because you're putting in all these hours and not getting recompense for it so you know i think um a social media manager wears lots of hats and they all they're all really valuable so 
get paid. Well, this was a very valuable conversation. And I know a lot of women are going to benefit from listening to this. Uh, and you, as you can tell, we've had a lot of ladies in the community who totally love you and they've shown up. Uh, so I'm just going to take a minute now to acknowledge them and bring up some of their comments because they've been really, really beautiful. Uh, Nicola says, brilliant and inspiring. A newbie here, how quickly did you get your first client from doing the course? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, so Nicola, I I got it like three weeks in, you know, <laughs> um, and I it was an opportunity that came across and I was absolutely terrified and I just literally in a conversation said, I think we said at the beginning that I just said to a client, can I do an audit for you? And out of that came this. So um, if you- You said three three weeks in. Yeah, three weeks in. Yeah, when I, I mean, I don't think I'm not even sure if we'd done Instagram yet by then. I think we were I don't no know. Instagram. Well, yeah, because you were on the old system. Yeah. So uh, what we've done is the Social Media Superhero Bootcamp is actually we've pulled out the first two weeks, and that's what you do in in the Superhero Bootcamp. So now when people join the course, they go straight into Instagram. Okay, but you're right. right. We would yeah, have no, been. I don't think I'd done Instagram. I think I didn't yet have Sophie or Beth telling me all the brilliant stuff. So I was really like terrified. But if you get an opportunity, have it just, sometimes it's really useful, I think, just to sit down with a bit of paper and look at your network, okay? And you, you won't realize how many people there are in your life that potentially could be sources of business for you. So for me, you know, I'd worked with this building company and I knew it was the right sector, so I just kind of went for it. And if they say no, they say no, you ask somebody else, you know. But not many people will say no to a free audit, you know, you're like, you know, can I come and tell you? But what's important is you did an audit in an industry that you knew you loved and you had experience in and that you yeah. wanted to work in. And I think that's yeah. what's important is not to just do yes. random audits for anyone. <laughs> no, 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 I totally agree. So I knew that's the space I wanted to be in. And I, you know, I understood it already having, you know, kind of done two big renovations. So, um, yeah, but I just think just sit down and work out who you know and don't be scared. Everybody wants to help each other, you know, uh, so, you know, if, if there are people that within your family or friends, that it's a space that you think you could work in, then just go for it. Yeah, and Nicola, I'm just gonna tap in here for a second. Uh, an audit is when you review someone's account and kind of say, here's what you're doing well, here's where you can improve, here's what's not working at all. And in our Social Media Magic um, Toolkit, we now have uh, a very fantastic audit tool that we've developed within Google Sheets um, that will actually, uh, you you input the information and it creates these beautiful graphics that show you whether or not an account is is, is on track or not on track and, and wh what areas that, you know, it needs improvement on. So I want to thank Carla for um, developing that. It was an idea that, you know, has been in our heads for a while and we were able to actually get it to work and look really good. Um, so it, we already have the tools in the Social Media Magic program, which is in the strategy section. So just in case you're looking for that and you're already in the program. Um, so uh, another question is coming in from Vicky, which is when you got your client, were you already set up with a website, business Instagram, etc.? I know the answer to this. No, nothing. I've got nothing. And I still don't have a website, Joy. I mean, <laughs> I literally, I can't, you know, I'm full. I'm my training is booked through to the end of June. So people coming wanting to come training. I can't do anything till July now. So and I'm full on clients. I'm full, but I don't even have a website yet. So um, no, just go for it. So I think I started my Instagram account the same time I started working for the clients. We both launched in June last year. 
Um, so, you know, there's so many reasons to not start, just do it, you know, and just go for it. I, you know, I think it is, if you, particularly if you're going to specialize in Instagram, building a presence there is really important, um, but don't let it hold you back before you start. Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, and, and we know that there's, um, some, some people in our community that are looking to kind of create a, how to build a website really quickly, uh, thing. And we used to actually teach that at Tech Pixies. We used to have a website in a day, uh, course that we would do. And, um, and, and it was a great course. We pulled it mostly because the person that was running it, um, had moved on from the company. Uh, and I didn't feel like I had the, the, you know, the, desire to go deeper on the developer skills to keep it going. But what we found was we didn't need to keep running that course anyway, because this goes back to that concept that once someone has the fundamentals and they've got their confidence, they go and figure it out. You know, they go and find out how to build a one page website. And, you know, there's so many great tools out there and so many great tutorials out there that it is totally possible to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it's just, you have to say, do I need a website? Do I not need a website? And in, you know, and in Kirstie's, situation she didn't need a website because she, you know, she's got all the business that she needs right now yeah and and you know i did um i put some landing pages there's a, an app called milkshake that does some landing pages that you can have um which you can put a link in your bio in your instagram and it's four pages that says what i do and that's it and you know the next step is a website and an email and all that stuff but at the moment you know i was like well you know i actually can't take any more business on at the moment so let's just do that for the time being so oh i love that that's a great top tip well yeah. i think we'll close on that because i know you've got to go but i yes. want and, I, and i've taken a whole hour of your time but to be oh, honest this was such a rich hour there's so much information in here and your story is one I've been wanting to share for such a long time. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for being so open. And, you know, thank you for being a wonderful member of our community. My pleasure, Joy. Thank you for everything. Wouldn't be here with, without you guys. Amazing. Well, have a great rest of your day. Take care.